Hey, it's Bill Gross. I hope you like this video. If you want to join us live every Thursday, 4 p.m. Pacific time, 7 p.m. Eastern, register at probateweekly.com, www.probateweekly.com. And if you like this content, hit the like button and subscribe and hit notifications, and you get notified as soon as we upload every time. Thanks. How to cope with real estate with Tanya and me. Uh, we'll leave that for the people who are watching on the Zoom call. Uh, I'm Bill Gross. This is Probate Weekly. Welcome. We do this every Thursday, 4 p.m., probateweekly.com. You can go on the uh, uh, watch us on live stream on YouTube and Facebook or LinkedIn, or you can sign up at, at probateweekly.com, come into the Zoom call and participate live, as well as ask questions, raise your hand. And you can also uh, learn what we do behind the scenes that we're not willing to share all the time. Um, on this call, and, and I'm, you know, I'm not a coaching company, I'm not selling data, I'm a practitioner. I, I'm a real estate broker in Los Angeles. I also have a team of agents nationally. I'm looking to build my team. And I'm in, but I'm a practitioner. I'm here to build my business. And one thing that I need is to always learn and to network with other people. And so every week I try to interview um, usually attorneys, vendors, other agents in the business uh, who can help us, help me be a better real estate broker. And hopefully you're listening in and help you be better as well. You can ask questions and participate. Uh, and certainly today we have one of those. Now, her resume is so long, our Zoom call is only an hour. Um, but this lady is all that and a bag of chips and a pickle on the side. She's a, first off, she's um, a veteran. Thanks for your service. She's the incoming president of the GLAAR, formerly BHGLAAR, the, the uh, Association of Realtors I belong to, the Greater LA Area Association of Realtors. She's um, involved with creating the CAR, California Association of Realtor Program for um, certification of real estate agents in the probate space. She's promoting that. You'll get invited to that. We'll learn more about that uh, with Paul Horn, the attorney who does the certification. So you should put that together. She's involved with the Women's Council. That's a whole, I honestly, I don't sneak in on that. Though, if you know my uh, YouTube channel, you'll know I'd like to dance as a woman and sing limp sync songs as a woman, but I'm not the Women's Council. On top of that, She's a USC Trojan. On top of that, she's a professional fiduciary. She's an accountant. She does all kinds of things. And she's a superstar in the real estate space, specifically. I talk today and share with us about getting listings from trust. Tanya English. Tanya, what is up? Hey, thank you, Bill, for having me. I'm exhausted, Tanya, after all that. <laughs> well, so, as I said, I would love to have Bill come with me everywhere and be my cheerleader. Thank you so much for that. Um, yeah. And if you follow Tanya on social media on Facebook, you can see her and her mother do the mother daughter fashion show thing. And yes. they really push the limit. Like they do some stuff. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. My mom. Um, yeah, we do a lot of twinsy pictures at least four or five times a year. You know, the woman. Yeah. I'm going to have to say she's a narcissist. And so I'll feed into that, you know, <laughs> so, you know, her gift to me is buying us matching outfits and wigs. Okay, it's not just the outfits, it's the wigs and the uh -huh. shoes and the purse. So uh -huh. I can do these twinsy, you know, poses with my mother four or five times a year. So it's yeah. a whole thing. It's not it's a just a picture of two of them. We do a photo shoot, we do a full-on photo shoot, everything. And they work it. I, I mean, they work it. Yellow video there. <laughs> yep. They work it. So yep. okay. So we have a lot of fun. You have a lot of fun along the way, but at the same time, you're also deadly serious about real estate. Yeah. I'm I do, I like, um, I do do trust and probate, um, but we also specialize in, um, we call it life's five Ds, where we, you know, help 
clients that deal with the five, you know, the, the five Ds of life, right? Divorce, death, disability, downsizing, and disasters. But most, it's most especially we do deal with um, trust and probate. And one of the things that we'll be discussing next week on Paul's um, on the program with Paul next week with through Greater LA also is that how to get listings with trust, how to get listings with pro, um, probate. And one of the things that definitely worked in COVID time, especially when realtors were considered not necessary in central business is, and they weren't supposed to go out and not door knock and all that. What we did was we taught a series on how to get listings with trust. And one of the things we said was, you know, go look up your property profile, right? And see what if your who your past clients don't have their properties in the trust, right? Because what one of my favorite state planning attorneys always says is that, Rosie, um, she says that, you know, probate is like filing a civil lawsuit against your family, you know? And Paul, please step, and not Paul, I'm so have Paul in my brain right now. Bill, please tell them why probate is bad. Not for business, but why is it bad? Well, yours is that it's like a lawsuit against yourself. What I tell people is that if you if you pass without a trust or without an estate plan, the you have to worry. The state has a plan for you. It looks like the DMV. It's just not as fun as going to the DMV. Yeah, probates is and so what we did was we educate our educate the realtors on how to be, you know, step up and be more of a trusted real estate advisor. You know, so when you purchase your when you help your buyer purchase a home, we say get it, you know, get get into a trust. And especially the cool thing about not just saying that is that you can create relationships with estate planning attorneys. You know, you refer them to three. But what we also say is get yourself written into the trust, right? Because think about it. You work with this buyer for three, six months or you know, for a long time and you help them purchase that property, right? And so what we tell them is that, who's the best person to sell this property if God forbid something happens to either one of you? Who's gonna sell it at the highest, best you know, price? We know this property because we were here when you bought it. We know all the inspections right. and everything else. Right. So we, and then we also tell them how bad probate is, right? And so, and so when we educate them about that, we get ourselves written into the trust. And by the way, they don't have to die <laughs> to end up selling that property, right? right they can be right. downsizing, upsizing, or someone does die. But the cool thing of the cool thing about it is you just create now you're creating yourself future accounts receivable. Okay, yeah, I'm an accountant, so I'm using that term, right? But think about it. We know there's a high percentage of sellers who do not use the original uh, realtor that sold them that property. They use the one that's constantly farming that area. So right. by getting yourself written to that trust. You have a higher chance of being the one who sells that property later on when their time to, when it's time to sell. And I know you're going to the right way to do that in your program. I know I did it, I got written in one time the wrong way, which was they agreed to interview me because the decedent thought I was great. And it was really sad because the house was an architectural product from a famous architect who went to my our alma mater, USC. And I happened to find a book about that architect that mentioned the house, didn't have a picture of it, but it mentioned that house in the list. And I brought the book and my presentation was, I was gonna go to the USC architecture school and have a contest and have the winner give a presentation at a broker's open house at the property, which I knew the lady who passed, that was important to her. 
But to, to the kids, they didn't really care. And they were nabbing with some agent who promised them some price he couldn't deliver. And it was a mess. So the, it, sometimes it's, it's not just getting the business. It's also helping the decedent get what they want. They want their legacy. They want things handled a certain way. And, and so your program goes into that. Let's talk a little bit about how do you get business from trust. Now, one way, and you just mentioned it, it kind of passing, which is your for business to attorneys estate planning. I think a lot of real right. estate agents look like they want to start the machine by getting business referred to them, but it doesn't really work that way, does it? No, especially with attorneys. I mean, you attorneys, it takes a lot of time to build relationships with them. And I think more so, in my opinion, as I think they're they're more into not wanting to get sued and all that. So they tend to need to have you build up a trusted relationship with them. And that can take time. You can smooth them all you want, but really it is that they have to trust you. You know, and so and part of that trust is you start referring business to them, you know, and and you and you and you're doing a great thing because also to you helping your clients protect their greatest asset that you just help them buy. Right. So you want to go in. So, you know, I say to people now, just go back into your database. This is a great time to touch your past clients and go check and see if they have their property in the trust. Which is public record information. If you exactly. don't have it in your file, how they take title, name of husband or wife or name of trust. You can go into, to, if you're a realtor at the, uh, like I'm in the west side of LA, our realist membership, you go in, put the property address, it'll show you the property profile and the tracking and such, or your title rep can give you a program you can look up as well. Right. But you should go through your database of closed files and know how you took title. And like Tony saying, call them up and offer that. And so how do you, how, let's imagine I'm a customer who called you about estate planning. Now I'm only going to call you, I imagine, that you're promoting it in your social media, right? That it's important and give me a phone call. We'll have a conversation and refer you somebody. How do you how do you get the customer to talk to you in the first place about that topic? Well, first off, it gets helpful if you go ahead and get that certification of being a, a probate trust specialist. Yeah. So I start the conversation with that, you know, saying that I am a certified, you know, probate and trust specialist. And I go through, but first after you say hi, how you're doing, catch up, right? what's happening in their lives and everything. And I pretty much go through and I say, you know what? I was, you know, I was looking at your property profile and I noticed that you don't have your home in a trust. You know, are you familiar about, you know, you know that California, I'm talking about California, California is a probate state. And let me tell you how probate goes. And then I tell them some nightmares, you know, stories that happen, especially with siblings, you know, and everything. I mean, and I just, covered little story about it. And I said, and I tell them how much probate costs because, you know, um, a probate attorney on a million dollar property, the, you know, they're getting like $25,000. Whereas you go and get a trust done for 1500, you know? So I explained that process. Then I explained about how, you know, it's public knowledge and how probate with the trust is private, but probate that is public. And the, you know, the lenders and the lenders and the credit collectors, they all get a piece before your heirs do. And everybody knows your business. Whereas trust is nice and private. In trust, it can be sold, you know, 30 days or 60 days, right? And you can get the money right away. Probate, it could be nine months, 12 months or later on before you see that money. So I explained that part of it. But if you're lucky, if you're yeah. lucky. Well, yeah, I mean, I have a good relationship with my clients. You know, they do see me as a trusted real estate advisor. So, you know, they let me yap for a while, you know, and- No, I'm saying you're lucky you did your money in nine months or 12 months. Sometimes it's 
a year, it was litigated, it could be years before you see oh, your money, right? Exactly. Right. And that's one of the nightmare stories. I even bring yeah. up, you know, stuff that happened with, you know, the, you know, the famous people that's happening already right now with uh, Aretha Franklin, you know, in those cases. So I do bring up those nightmares too. But I do bring normal stuff in, like, you know, two siblings arguing about a 25 unit building and how, you know, probate really can cause, you know, some really family issues and just be right. responsible and just spend the money and get a will, get a living will. And I talk about all that stuff and everything, but I don't go too much to the legal because I'm not an attorney. But I do say that. And then what well, I'm happy to have them on the phone, I ask them about their parents' address because most likely the parents are going to die before they do. <laughs> Right. And right. I explained to them, let's avoid your siblings and you get into an argument, you know, to, you know, have issues if your right. parents don't have their stuff in the trust. Right. So I get their parents address, too. It's kind right. of cool if they happen to live in California. Right. And I look at them like, oh, they don't have a trust. So, yeah, maybe, you know, we can do a conference call. I have you talk to my state planning attorney, who I think would be perfect, you know, to talk to your parents and talk to you. Let's get that in the trust to avoid all this, you know, headaches later on in the road. Now, one of the things you said, I think in passing, I know enough about you that you have a pretty wide Rolodex. Tell me about how do you find the right attorney for that customer? Because you don't send all the business to the same person. You mentioned you have a couple, but how do you find, when you say the right one, what, how do you make that assessment? Well, I have three that I like, right? But what I tend to do is I would always go the lowest, middle, and high yeah. <laughs> price points. Yeah. You know, just like you do with contractors when you refer right. contractors out. So right. that's what I tend to do. Right. You yeah, know? I then also I kind of match them up where they're located too. So if they're located in different, you know, different areas in the California, I try to, I match them up with someone closer by too. But I do I, I do try to do three, but then you know, I do have some favorites and I tell them why, you know, and everything. But I said, but here are two others. Well, and I think some people really prefer to meet in person and yep. you want to send them to those kind of and there's some attorneys who really like to do it in person and there are other ones that just didn't do it online and there are attorneys who just didn't do it all online and so you have to make sure you, you match that up right let's just a quick pause framing who's on the call live we'd love to have you participate so two things you can do number one network i see one of our favorite attorneys jack lapidus has already started um feel free to put in what you do how you do it how people can contact you what you're looking for in the chat if you're on the zoom call uh, and if you have questions, feel free to put a question. And if you could put a cue before it, it makes it easier for me to find. But love to have you. And if you're watching on the live stream, we've got a bunch of people on YouTube and Facebook. Uh, I'm watching those comments as well. So feel free, if you're on YouTube or Facebook now, uh, live, to um, put your questions there or comments. I'll catch those. Uh, or if you're watching the recording, I'll catch them afterwards and respond to them as appropriate as well. So, um, Tanya, you um, uh, work with trusts you work with probates but you also work with associations of real estate agents and we have a bunch of real estate agents on the call obviously this is a transitional period i'll say for my business i'm having a better year than last year but i've been working hard consistently but i know a lot of agents are really struggling what do you see consistently between those agents who are struggling and those agents who are doing well in this in this market right now well as we've seen in any downshift market Guess who ends up surviving? The ones that start going back and educating themselves and investing in themselves, you know, because now you have to really start focusing on what are you good at? Focus on, and, you know, and focus on a specific niche. I'm not saying that you are stuck to that niche, but become an authority and expert in that one niche so that you're top of mind. You know, right. I get referrals from out of state and because they know me as 
the probate woman, they call me because I have a joke that I work with dead people. <laughs> I know. I have a sick sense of humor, right? But well, Bo, you work with me. What does it make me? <laughs> <laughs> right? You know, I, I said 50% of my clients are dead people, right? But the rest of them are alive and kicking. <laughs> so you want to get known for that. I'm known for trust and probate. But, you know, we do, but I do like to say I, you know, work with life's five Ds, you know, because I learned that as I learned that I was getting a lot of referrals from accountants and, um, and financial advisors because of complex issues. And when I was, since I ran a CPA firm and I ran a business management firm, I'm used to dealing with people's assets and everything. And so I'll get those referrals because they knew that I can, you know, um, wrap up those businesses like that. Do, and, and I know how to work with, you know, conflict. And that's what you have. A lot of times when people are going through divorce, downsizing, you know, probate or trust and disasters, which, you know, COVID was considered a disaster. So that's why we have another program called How to Get Listings with DSTs and Structure Installments, which is part of our Unleash More Mass of series coming up next month. So we had you as a guest on my other podcast, you went that into detail, but just a quick overview there is you're kind of using the same thing, using the legal framework uh, of a tool to help somebody get what they want, which in that case commonly is move out of one property they don't want to be in into other properties they might want to be in? Well, no, not with the DSTs. With the DSTs, Delaware Statutory Trust, right? With those, what we're, um, you have to be, and you have to have a net worth of a million above, just to give you that um, disclaimer there, but which is easy in California, right? But what that product is really great for, in my opinion, and also good for going after listings too. It's great for those mom and pops landlords who had tenants who didn't pay, right? And now, you know, the bank's going to soon, you know, come after them to start, you know, making payments on those. If they didn't pay their mortgage because their tenants right. didn't pay rent, the bank's going to come after them, right? And they're going right. to be forced to have to sell their property. Right. And the problem is, is that if they did not pay mortgage payments, they're going to have a hard time trying to exchange that property to another one. You know, when you do a 1031 exchange, you sell a property for a million dollars, you have to buy another property for a million dollars or more, right? But let's say you had like a $500,000 mortgage on it but you didn't make payments. So it'd be hard for you to try to do exchange because you're not gonna be able to qualify for a mortgage. Well, right. with DSTs, you're able to, I'm just bottom lining it, there's more things to it, but you're able to just take the net proceeds, the 500,000 in this scenario and roll into a DST. And a Delaware Tester Trust is that you're not buying, you're buying shares into a trust and a trust can have one property or multiple properties. You know, like one of my clients, they got frustrated with their tenants playing games during COVID, not paying rent, right? So they had this one house that was 800, that their rent was, you know, we sold it for 800,000, right? We took that, the proceeds, and we rolled it into one DST that had, uh, the, the, the tenant was Amazon, the biggest distribution center in Arizona. So we rolled some money into that. And then we rolled some money into another DST that just had a, um, a 164 unit, I think. Yeah, 164 unit apartment building in Tennessee. And then another DST that had a build, apartment building in Florida. So now they're able to diversify their, their portfolio instead of just having one rental. Now they right. spread out in all three, three different right. places. Right. And, they, and they're earning like around 4% yeah. on their money. And they found out they're earning more than they had with the tenant because they don't have to worry about fixing you know, plumbing issues, repairs, insurance, property taxes. And they no longer have the headache, but they still get the deferred capital gains. They still get the Schedule E you know, income and deductions and all that without being the headache of being a property manager, I mean, property management. So it is the best of both worlds. 
And that particular client was one of my clients that had issues with her sister when her mother died and her sister, and they both um, inherit a 25 unit building in Brentwood, right? And she knew what a pain it is when you're, you leave properties to your kids and it could cause issues and arguments, right? So she was happy that now they're able to leave shares to their kids versus have to have them unload a property. So that's another cool thing about DSTs. So um, two things on that, for, we don't wanna go in any deeper here on DSTs, that's not quite our topic, just the idea they're related, I think is an important part. Um, I put in the chat box, I interviewed a good friend of yours that, that um, we managed to meet, uh, Lyndon, I put a link yes. in there. If you're on the YouTube, I interviewed him, uh, and he'll go into detail, but he'll be a guest of yours on a program. You actually yes. have a series coming yeah. up I want to share with everybody uh, because I think it's great content and, and I just think you really do a great job. On the 29th, which is a week from yesterday, you're going to do at least listings with trust and probate. And that's where you're having uh, oh, guest yeah. Paul Horn, who's the most prolific probate attorney in Los Angeles County yes. and is the official instructor for the CAR um probate certification. certification course and so there's a way you can do that as a result you'll get a discount and such if you want to do that and then on the 13th power of adus how to turn your first time buyers into investors a fascinating some fascinating details there and then we were just talking about on the 18th you're going to do dst instruction installments and those are ways to kind of alternatives to 401ks or i'm sorry to uh 1031s or similar to 1031s so if you're interested, um, I don't know if you have a, a link. I have an yeah. Eventbrite link I'll put in the chat box. Uh, if you want to sign up for those or get more information, hit that and then we'll make sure. Uh, Jesse, if you're listening, if you could put the link to the Eventbrite in our show notes, that would be great as yeah, well. No so, problem. oh, thanks. There's Jesse, the, the voice of magic there. So, <laughs> so I know you're looking to create a series. And, and I think this is what's exciting for me is you've spent, you have such a deep Rolodex and bank account of goodwill with realtors throughout the United States. And um, you've met such great contacts through that, that now you're sharing that with other agents and investors and wholesalers. So I'm really excited to, to participate. I signed up for the, the 29th with um, uh, Paul Horn myself, because I whenever Paul Horn talks, I want to listen. Oh, yeah. And um, the other ones I'm not sure about, but the, the DSC one, I, I actually interviewed him. I probably will jump into that one because you have another guest along with Lyndon is his Charles. colleague, Good old Charles, one of the um, companies that sell DSTs, one of the top companies in the United States that um, that's their product. Yeah, they're, I like Inland. They're a great company. So I know Dave, you a couple of questions there. You might want to go a little deeper there with Tony offline or and or come to her program and she'll give you those details. So fantastic. Okay. So again, if you're online, love to have your questions. If you're on live on YouTube or Facebook right now, love to get your questions. We've got a bunch of people on YouTube. Wow, that's so exciting. So feel free though, you, you know, you're not you're not separate from us. You're probably the same uh, call. Feel free to uh, ask questions, put in the chat box. And then if you're on the Zoom, feel free to put your networking information in the box. A number of people have. Shout out to Kevin Sales, Todd Rep. I know you know Todd as well. I was gonna say that. I saw Mr. Kevin. Yep, he's one of the best probate and trust um, title reps. I haven't seen him for a while, quite frankly, but glad to have him around. He's always uh, a, a great asset for people yep. in the top business. And I know in the past he's done some coaching and training, but I believe there's some issues with all that. And in the meantime, uh, definitely call him up, buy him a cup of coffee and pick his brain on how to help your business uh, in probate and title. Um, okay, good. So let's talk about a little bit um, about your CPA, because I know we, I'm sure we have other people also who have a little bit of experience in the financial world and or as accountant. How do you use your skills as an accountant to support your clients as a real estate agent? Okay, well, you have to be careful. 
because I'm no longer practicing, right? So I'm not up on all the tax, you know, things like that. So I really tried, I always do a disclaimer about that, right? Even though I have the background and all that, what I do do, I know what I do say is, let's do, let's do a conference call with your accountant. Let's do a conference call with your financial advisor, because I know what questions to ask them. You know everything, so because I want to, as realtors, we have to stay in our lane. We not, you know, assess through all our contracts. We can't provide legal advice or any tax advice, right? Right. So I do when I have these conversations about them selling, or um, and this helps you, by the way, get referrals from their accountants. By the way, right? When you say that, um, you know, we want to involve you in decision making, because when I ran a, a, you know, CPA firm, what used to piss me off was our clients would go and sell their properties, and then they have a nerve to get pissed off at us when they realize they have to pay all these capital gains or they have to recapture all the depreciation, et cetera, right? Because they didn't call us first. Well, we could have told them, dude, why didn't you do a 1031 exchange, <laughs> you know, and everything. So the accountants, the financial advisors, the attorneys, they love it when you advise their clients to call them, to involve right. them in the decision-making. And right. then that helps you build a relationship with their trusted advisors. Right. Okay? When I always tell real estate agents, they say, well, what can I do? What can I do? I would say, I can't give legal advice. What I can do is I can share my experience. I can share my customer's experience. And I can list for you all the problems that you need to talk to a professional to help you avoid. I can't give you legal advice, but I can share with you, if you don't have the right legal advice, here's what life might look like. And we want you to avoid that, right? Here's what a customer of mine did do. Here's what I saw in court one day for somebody who wasn't prepared. That's why you should talk to an attorney and get advice as to what to do. It's not my position to give them that advice. But it's great if you make sure you get in on that conference call. Yeah. You don't want, because what you don't want to happen is that darn accountant or lawyer to refer them to someone else. That happens. Because that can happen. That or happens. give them advice that they don't know anything about. Like one right. accountant, he didn't know what DST was. Right. You know, and he was, you know, was giving just bad advice. And I had to, you know, so I was like, no, 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 just let me get on the phone with him. <laughs> so uh, one question we had asked, we should have, I should have caught this the first time is what is a DST? And I think you said it, but it stands for a Delaware statutory, statutory trust. trust. So it's a, it's a format of a financial tool to help you take profits from selling one property and put it into another property. And the well, scenario you that- into, And you roll into trust, you're buying shares. So now I'm sorry, shares of trust. I'm sorry, right. of course. 1031 is to another property. Unlike a 1031, the, the DST is into maybe like a portfolio of properties as like, like a, a REIT or like exactly. a stock mutual fund, but it's a specific type of trust of properties that qualifies for that. Now, you want to go into detail on that. Like I said, there's a, an interview, a link to the interview I did, or Sanfortani's program and, and uh, they're going to go into it in detail, but, yeah. but that's what it stands for, Delaware Statutory Trust. And they're also good for saving a 1031 exchange, right? They're really good for that too, because it, what it does is like, let's say, you know, how to, you know, you only have a certain amount of time, right? To, to um, find a replacement property and, you know, and that could fall out of escrow. Well, DST can save that 1031 deal. So they're also very good for backups too. Nice. So you can have, you identify a property and if that doesn't work out, you can use that as a, a backup? As a backup. I think, wow. a lot of, yeah, I think a lot of realtors, they, you know, they want to double in both deals, you know, sell the property, buy another property, right? right? But you have some people who discuss it, especially here in California, of being a landlord. Okay. Right. So right. this is a way where you can help them. It's still trying to sell them another property and everything, especially right. with interest rates being so high and everything. This is a way where you can say, hey, get out the market now. 
Because with DST, right. you pretty much have to stay in for like five years or so, right? Right. So you can say just roll into a DST. They can always come back into, you know, owning a, you know, regular real property again as a landlord, right? Right. So if that's what realtors have to expand is that don't try to, you know, double in stuff, you know, help people who may just need a break from being a darn landlord. <laughs> right. I mean, it's very, been very volatile times, a lot of changes. And I think also what happens, I find is that, um, you know, mom and dad had a property for years it's now worn down. It's now getting below market rents because it needs to be rehabilitated. Mom and dad don't want to take it on. They pass. And now you have a child and their job is, are you going to invest $100,000 and rehab a property you never managed? Right. You're not. Take the profits, put it into a DST, and then come back and buy something that's ready to go when you're ready to do something like that. So it gives you some, some flexibility. Yep. And also, too, it's great for the parents because in that way, you know, they can, their kids can make a decision on if they want to keep doing DSTs or take their money and invest in properties or what have you, instead of have to, you know, have to, you know, unload this property on them. Especially um, in the state. Great. I see a bunch of putting in your contact information, which is great. The networking going on in the chat is fantastic. Carlos Sanchez, you say Central Florida. Is that Orlando? Is that South of Orlando? Uh, give me a little more detail of what Central Florida is. I might, I might have something to talk to you about. Uh, in Florida, uh, FYI. So love to catch up. Um, basically, when I say Central Florida, I've sold houses from Davenport to Deltona. So pretty much like the Lakeland area all the way to the Daytona Beach area. Oh, across it, the whole state, Central. Okay, got it. Not all oh. the way to Tampa, basically about an hour and a half radius around Orlando. Got it. Very nice. Uh, are, you women's, are you a women's councilwoman? Are you part of Women's Council? No, I'm not. I have seen it. Oh, okay. Because, yeah, I know a Carla Sanchez in Florida as a Women's Council leader. That's why I asked. <laughs> no, thank you. Thanks, Carla. Thanks. I got your information. I'll reach out to you. I got something to talk to you about. Okay, good. So, again, any questions, feel free to jump in, whether you're on the chat or on the live stream. Love to have you there. Um, let's talk about um, Let's talk about your service. You know, one of the things that, um, as a real estate agent, um, I've been involved in service within my franchise, with my company. I never really did anything with membership other than appreciate being a member of the Association of Realtors. I, I'm a, and I've told you that many times. I'm <laughs> proud. It's a great deal. I, I couldn't be happier. Thank you for running all that. I'm not interested in getting involved with that. But you've not just been involved. You've been up to your eyebrows in um, Association of Realtors, Women's Council, Separately from that, I don't think people necessarily know that separate from that MLS, you've been involved with programming there and such. Tell me about your thinking as to how you got involved in service, and then how does that complement or help you build your business? That's funny you asked. I just put on a two and a half hour program about that, how you could succeed by volunteering, right? And and how what has happened with me and also the ladies I had on this program in a, a few hours ago is that the stuff you learn, the skill set you learn in volunteering really can help you grow your business. And also it becomes a great referral networking yeah. opportunity too. I get referrals from women's council members. I get referrals from members in the California Association of Realtors by serving as a board director. You know, they locate Northern California and Southern California, and I'm right, right here in the middle. I get referrals because of that, because you build relationships, because you've been serving on the same committees with them, on the boards with them. It helps you build relationships, and they trust you, because they're referring someone out of area to someone, and they don't just want to go through their Rolodex of who's part of the same company as theirs, you know, because I get referrals from people outside EXP, because I'm with EXP with, like, Bill Rose, and I'm getting referrals 
from Coba bankers, from Keller Williams, from all over the place because of my relationship I have with them serving as a board director as as you know, serving at NER or serving at Women's Council or serving at a local association. But, so, and not to get a so source it spot. Pay, so it can pay, by the way, even though you're taking time away, it can pay dividends. I tell people volunteer with a purpose. Okay. If you're going to serve on a committee, serve on a committee that you have, like for instance, commercial, right? If you want to, if you're a realtor who wants to get into commercial, right? Serve on the commercial committee because you start building relationships with those, you know, fellow commercial, you know, commercial brokers, especially when you're brand new, you know, because then you can bring them on a deal that because you're doing your first commercial deal, you know, which commercial brokers you can work with to bring them on to help you with that first deal. And you can learn so much information. And also too, when you, I know people like titles, by the way, so you could distinguish yourself when you had a listing presentation competing against another person at a listing presentation, you know, you could pretty much stand out saying, hey, I'm a state director with the California Association of Realtors, and we have our pulse on what's happening because we are there. We find out about the bills that's coming up that's going against, you know, real estate, you know, real property rights and things like that. We say that we are part of the lobbying, you know, to stop, try to stop rent control, try to get rid of COVID, get rid of this and that. So it becomes a good icebreaker because, you know, most people think or consumers think that realtors all are just about the commission. But when you say, no, I'm a private property advocate, you know, I'm serving the community, you know, we are really lobbying, we fight for you, it stands out. Not to make it a sore spot, but you put a lot of lot into your service. I'm sure if we get out of it, I mean, I see you all the time posting, recognizing people, going to events, you really invest a lot into it. How much of it is your passion to be a service and and is that your focus are you doing it to get referrals how do you how do you decide the time to be put into it no it's not a no it's not it didn't no it's not about getting referrals you definitely can't you know you can't when you want to do something good you it's definitely not about that's i would say that's a good thing about doing it is getting referrals and stuff like that but that's not why i do it i sincerely have a passion about our real estate industry i you have really, to Truly, you have to you do what you do. You have to. I mean, it's it's I, obvious. Yeah, I truly believe in education. Okay, I believe the more educated a realtor is, the more they're able to serve the community. So I have so many darn designations. Not a joke, right? But I truly, truly, really want realtors to be so educated so that they can be a trusted advisor. So that because we have the consumers when they think of us, they think that we really are a trusted real estate advisor, not just commission hungry people. So I'm really yeah. passionate about protecting our image as realtors. You really are. And I think that has that's the primary focus. And as a result of that, you get the business. I think that's the thing that real estate agents mess up. You know, I, I started this podcast three years ago when COVID hit. I used to go to court every day and I started this. I had nothing, I didn't have much else to do every day. To be honest, when I started, I didn't plan on this being such a big hit as far as attendance. It's the largest podcast on real estate, probate real estate uh, live uh, in the country. I didn't plan on that. I just, you know, knew people needed it and I wanted to help. And it's been great for business, but my, uh, you know, people say, well, why are you doing this? Are you charging people? Are you selling coaching? No, I'm not charging. No, I'm not selling coaching. I do have a product, but that's a different, yeah. story behind that right. this is I, now i do want to sell houses if you have a probate property in los angeles california or anywhere in california i'd love to help you with that call me let me you know i'm always glad to work selling houses but this program is about me and to be honest with you i learn on this call like i i don't know that if i called you up i could say hey can i book an hour with you just to learn but if i do it in the podcast and i have 50 people watching 
people want to talk about things. And it's just it worked out for me as a way to learn about the business and how to network and how to grow. And I really enjoy it. And I think, and I'd like to think that comes across yeah. my challenge to everybody else on the call is find out what you like to do that helps people and do that. Maybe it's serving in the, uh, the board of realtors. Maybe it's serving CAR. Maybe it's serving women's council. Maybe it's serving minorities. Maybe it's serving your organization, whatever it is, do that and do that with joy and people will appreciate you and do business with you, I think, as a result. Yeah. yeah, and your education list was way too long. I left off. I, I left off a realtor of the year in our local board of realtors. Uh, so that was one of the things I left off. Going back a bit, questions on YouTube. Uh, Elio Nina says, "Can you do DSTs in Florida?" I think the answer is yes. Yes, I mean DSTs is more popular, of course, in the high tax states because that's the ones who tend to care more about the capital. You know, they want to avoid capital gains right. and everything. Because yeah, actually, as I said, my one client. You know, purchase a, a, a I forgot 124 something units in Florida with a DST. Right. And don't forget, not all the DSTs just have one property. There's some portfolios that have a bunch of smart and finals in them. A, you know, a bunch of you know, you know, just almost like REITs. They can have a portfolio as big as REITs too. By right. the way, you know, so you can. It depends on how you want to be. My that particular client was a mom and pop landlord, so he wanted to be able to identify what he owned and everything. He and his wife, so they love saying, "Hey." You know, we have this property in Arizona and our tenant is Amazon, you know, so they felt more comfortable with being um, investing in DSTs that just have one property per versus, you know, getting a DST that might have a portfolio of 20 or 30, you know, net commercial leases. So, and be specific for Elio's question, he's a real estate agent in Davie, where my best friend moved, actually. The answer is it can work either way, meaning Ellie can sell somebody's property in Florida with a large capital gain exposure, and they can invest in DSTs around the country or in Florida. Right. right. Californians who have property here and want to avoid the tenant situation can sell the property here and take those profits into a DST that's focused in Florida or other states or all the states or whatever they want to do. Right. So it really does work both ways. It's more popular in California because if you think about that family selling a property, you know, you sell a $4 million property, you might have a $3 million profit in, in a, a US federal law capital gains 20 percent maybe oh, it gets raised 28 percent california though we have 13 percent, and it's rising every time i turn around the taxes around here going up there's a one percent la county there's a this there's a that by selling it you don't avoid the transaction cost but you do can defer the um capital uh, gains. profits capital gains or the, the ordinary income can defer that and uh, ordinary income because you yeah. have to capture all that dear beloved depreciation Right. So forget about that part. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. As accountant, that's a good one because you depreciate. You've enjoyed depreciation short term, but you sell the property, all that depreciation becomes due. And that becomes taxable as well. So, Elio, I'd say the next step if you're interested in more on the DST is sign up for her program, and she'll go into details and she'll connect you with Linden and the the team there. If that's something that you want to get involved with. Um, somebody here's an easy question to ask. <laughs> I don't know if Jack answered it. Uh, can we recommend a great real estate attorney covering Southern California? This is from CC. I would say this on our calls, Jack Lapidus, he is a real estate attorney. He's a real licensed. He's in real life. Behind him is the car. The one behind him is a car book cut out. The one in front is the real him that's moving. And in between going to UCLA basketball games uh, and UCLA <laughs> baseball games, you might catch him uh, as a legal professional. But I actually interviewed uh, Jack um, a few weeks ago. He was kind enough to share with us. I think people often will say, I need a real estate attorney, not knowing it's not really a real estate attorney you need, right. it's something else. I think the thing, while Jack, certainly you should reach out to Jack and, and start the conversation. For the rest of you on the call, I wanna say, 
Oftentimes people say to me, do I know an attorney? Yeah, I know a lot of attorneys, but let's get the right one so they don't waste their time. Let's break down what you're looking for. What does it look like specifically, the problem? And oftentimes you'll find, and what I like about Jack, personally, is I've sent him leads that weren't for him, but he referred them to the right other attorney, whether it be a petition action or a probate litigation or something else. So it's important. Uh, Susie, thanks for asking, but let's make sure we get the right attorney. And always, I, the more specifics you can share, the better, or reach out and feel free to reach out to me if uh, if I can help with anybody on the call. How about you, Tony? Um, Bill, Jack had his hand up. Oh, I didn't see that. There you go, Jack. Uh, uh, let's see one second. Add Jack Lapinas, a real life attorney. What's going on, Jack? Yeah, so I was just going to say that um, the the best way to reach out to me, I mean, I've, I put my contact information in there. The best way to reach out to me is email me with a little summary of what you think your issue is. And then, um, and then we can move forward from there. Uh, just for information, you know, just sending me a text or messaging me here is okay. But the best way really is send me an email. Great. And he's in the chat. If you didn't catch that, I'll, re I'll repost that. Um, and I think, uh, I think Jack qualifies as the official attorney, the official real estate attorney of probate weekly. He's been on regularly. He's a great guy, <laughs> goes to our real estate uh, network event in the Valley and definitely yeah, but the Go Bruins part, please don't do that. We have to have you removed from the call. Um, notice, notice the shirt I'm wearing today? Yeah, I did. I didn't want to say anything about it because people, uh, I don't offend the Bruin people. They told me when I went to USC Business School, they said, don't ever make fun of UCLA students. Someday they'll be working for you. So I try not to make fun of them uh, if you wear powder blue or whatever. But yeah, and Ms. Martinez, I'm sorry. If you again, anything to do with Bruins or UCLA, we have to have, have Zoom remove you or something. Um, but, okay. But Bill? Yes. Bill? Zot. What? I went to UCI. Oh, that's right. The Anteaters. Okay. Yeah, you only, um, you. what's your connection to UCLA? Your wife went to UCLA? My father-in-law, my sister, and my nephew all went to UCLA, and I've been going to UCLA football games with my father-in-law for over 30 years. Uh, if you, you know, really, it just strains the, the relationship. But you want to be friends with Jack Lapidus, you're stuck watching him at a UCLA women's basketball game, then a baseball game, then a football. It's like enough already. I like you, but, Jack, but really, it's just wearing me out. But Bill, I grew up a Cal Bear fan because my brother and my dad went there and I grew up uh, in the Bay Area. So I've been hating USC my whole life. Yeah, bad choice there, uh, Jack. <laughs> but we, we overlooked that. We're glad to have you on the call. Thanks for your advice. Maybe he's not such a good attorney. You know, his judgment's that bad. Maybe um, uh, there you go. Okay, and Dr. Sharon Barnes checks in, ADU specialist in the uh, Inland Empire. Thank you for jumping in there. And you might want to check out Tani's program on ADUs. Okay, so um, next question, because Tani, you're more than just a probate. For those of us on the call, we're affected by the market. Even though I have to say my market, my business has been great. People are still dying, and those people who are dying still need to uh, sell a house. But we are somewhat also affected by the greater market. Um, what do you see as far as rates going up and down, banking situations, just kind of the overall tension? I mean, I've been in this business a long time. I don't remember being so tense for so long between COVID and now that's done. But now we have this banking thing, and who knows what? What do you see going on? And then how do you? adjust for that as a professional in the business well i said i don't have a you know crystal ball but like you i'm one of those people who always tend to do good when the market is bad you know i when it was short sale market i was like the short sale queen you know so right. i think it's 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 more of shifting with the market right. you know and find out who needs your help 
right and everything so i don't try to predict if interest rates going to go up or down or anything like that because you know we don't we can't we don't know really we know what they're saying what's trending i know you mr statistic guy over there you know everything but no i in this type of market right now i just think people need to double down <laughs> and yeah. really you know have to go after clients now you have to discover the clients that's why we call it unleash listing you have to do some work now and really find the people who needs to sell and and one of those ways too by the way is the same call we're going to have with Lyndon is the structured um installments product we're going to talk about because that's for people who you know you have empty nesters sitting on these huge you know sitting in these huge homes and they don't want to sell why because of capital gains so we'll be covering that in the same um conversation on um on April 18th when we talk about DSTs so I think this right now is the time for realtors you don't have to get up and get out and work you have to call your past clients you know and start finding different ways to service them well or I think also there are people sitting in houses and they're getting rent and the rent income might be a very low rate of return but at least the, it's like it's like the evil they know they know they're getting that check and they're, they're you know they're getting every month the house might be worth $3 million and only getting 3,000 a month in rent, where they can convert that and get a better rate of return in other products. Exactly. They also diversify the portfolio, like you say. So there's all kinds of options. Yeah. I will say for the record, I do have a crystal ball. It's right there if you look at it. <laughs> I ask all the time where the rate's headed. It doesn't tell me, but I do have a crystal ball. I got it. it must be real. I buy it on Amazon. So um Yeah, no, I do. I think people, yeah, you do. You have to just yeah, reach out to those people that are paying, you know, that have these properties they own, but they're, you know, they got below market rents, you know, and they're dealing with all the headaches, especially with the deferred maintenance and all that. So yes, offering them a new way, a new higher quality of life by doing DSTs, you know, or they want to move to Florida, but they sitting on this house in Culver City that's worth all this money, offer them, you know, the structured installment product, not you personally, you're going to, of course, talk, have them refer them to a financial advisor. <laughs> But give them that type of education, give them those choices. And as right. realtors, that's part of us being educated. So we know what solutions we can provide them. ADUs, when we're going to talk about the power of ADUs, right? You have, there's this one cool scenario that I love. Well, not scenario, it's a true deal that happened. Was this one, um, a retiree in San Francisco, she had a Victorian home sitting on a huge lot. And she had three other little senior friends, right? And they were, you know, they were tired of living by themselves. So she went and built three ADUs on her property, all Victorian style cottages. Her friends sold those three homes and moved in. So that realtor was able, who educated her about ADUs, was able to get three listings. <laughs> okay. And double in on a couple of those because he educated his client on the power of ADUs. Rather than renting the ADU, they sold the ADU and took the cash. Wow. Well, she built three ADUs on her property. Right. Right. And then sold them and she split off her and she parceled out and split them up to her for her three friends. And so and we keep and her house. It, and they, and they built this ADUs. huge and they built this cute little compound, you see, where they felt nice and secure. I love it. You know, and, and also with the power ADUs, you can help, you know, inter you know, intergenerational wealth, help people build intergenerational wealth where they can build a few ADUs on a nice piece of land for the whole, you know, for families to move in. And create, well, also, create their own little state compound. 
Well, also know in watching you over the years, one thing, like you say, you got you get to work and you're always looking for new tools to bring to your clients, and then you hustle them to your clients and work them. And if that works great, if not, you find another one. And you find a couple of programs here that really work for you. The trusts work for you, the ADUs, uh, and then the structured settlements and DST is a really good fit with everything you're doing. So really inspiring me. Um, for those of you on the call today, just a couple Resource, ways you can reach out to Tani if you want to continue the conversation with her. Love to have you do that. Uh, she's on LinkedIn. Um, uh, LinkedIn.com slash ask Tani is her is a one way to get to her. And then she's going to have she has a series on Eventbrite unleash a more master series about unleashing listings. And the 29th, she has a great program with attorney Paul Horn on unleashing listings with trust and probate. The 13th, she's going to talk more about the ADUs we talked about today. And then on the 18th, she's going to go into DSTs and structured settlements. So again, that is in the chat box. I'll put it in there another time just to make it easier for you guys to, to find her. But love to have you continue the conversation with her personally and or come to programs and support. And then for those of you who want to reach out to me and continue the conversation with me, which I'd love to do, I have a Facebook group, Probate Experts. Love to have you continue the conversation there. We live stream the call there, but also um, put other content. So love to have questions. I, I did a piece on market research tool called Altos Research. That's on the website or on the Facebook group. So Facebook group, and it's called Probate Experts. Love to have you uh, join us there. And then I have a special product called Get Probate Cash. It's a way to use a tool of advances for people who are facing probate but don't have the money to maybe hire the attorney or fix up the property. It's a great tool on Facebook. If you go to Get Probate Cash, you'll find there a link to sign up for the program. And we're building out this group as well as a place we can have conversations on that as we continue. And then lastly, Probate Weekly, we do this every week. Thursday is 4 p.m. Pacific. And if you want to see the past episodes, go to episodes probateweekly.com and you'll catch us there. Okay, Mr. Martinez, apologize for saying uh, anything positive about UCLA and you're forgiven, Mr. Martinez. We're waiting for Jack Lapidus to apologize. I don't know if we're going to, or maybe I should send him like a cardinal colored shirt just to get him out of the powder blue. I don't know. Okay, last words, Tani, there's an agent or two on this call or investor or two on this call who's struggling. They want to get started. They've been going to classes. They've been, uh, it's harder than they imagined. To get to this point, uh, maybe they're thinking of quitting, maybe they don't see the light at the end of the rainbow. What would you say to encourage them to go from where they are to being a professionalist business and building wealth? What do they need to do to kind of bust through that initial stage? Well, um, I always say, you know, go for the low-hanging fruit, right? Go where people trust you. So if you come from a different profession, like I came from accounting and stuff. So when I first got into business, I went to my back to my old clients and said, guess what? I started a new chapter. I'm now selling real estate, you know? And so, and they already trusted me with that. And I told them I had a team of people work with me. So that gave assurance that I'm, you know, lack experience saying, you know, cause I had mentors with me and everything. So I think when you want to grow your business, you got to go with the audience that trust you or audience that you really understand their needs, you know, so you can talk, you know, talk to them about that, you know, so that's what I first time I did is went back to all my accounting clients and a lot of my management clients were in production, you know, who make quite right. a bit of money. So my thing was, you guys need to buy property. You that's know, such good advice. You know, I, every day I talk to agents and they always want me to say, well, I want to, you know, start my business. I want to buy all these leads from this company. I'm going to mail out to people. I'm going to cold call. And say, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, but that's a six-month project. You already have people who know, like, and trust you. Why do you want to get people or strangers to know, like, and trust you and then do business with you? Why not 
talk to those who know, like, and trust you and see who needs to do business. Right. And they're there. They're just not calling you because they don't think about you. They're preoccupied. Somebody else approaches them. And I've seen you do that. And I think you having trust with these attorneys, in your case, as an accountant or as through your other services, gives you such an advantage. We all have that advantage. We just need to make sure we use it. Yeah, because I tell people also to, you know, especially if they're struggling, become a referral-only agent. I mean, I have a division of my company that does that, right? Right. Right. So you can, you know, if you need time, not you can't pay your, you know, dues and all that right now. I think being a refer-only agent, right, which means you don't sell real estate anymore. I think for agents, that's a really agents who don't like selling, who found out that they're not really good at selling. But guess what? It's so much easier to promote other people than it is yourself. So that is another option for people that are, you know, want to get out of real estate, but they invested so much time and energy and education, right, right. become a referral-only agent, you know, and, 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 and you're able to refer people that you know who are good realtors, right? And it's easy to then go back to your database of friends, you know, who didn't really see you as a realtor because they may saw you as your past career. Right. And now you can say, hey, I know this awesome realtor that is, you know, as a, they're perfect at this or the expert in this and that, and then get your 25, 30, you know, 30% referral fee from that just by, you know, promoting someone else. So that's another thing too. For people. Uh, you know, I'm sorry I didn't ask earlier about that because I know you do that. And I get people call me and say, I just want to hang my license. And you really can't hang your license with most companies like EXP Realty. We, we have fees, but we're just not designed for that. We're designed for somebody who does business and makes money out what we do. But there are people who legitimately don't know if they'll ever sell a house. They don't want to join the MLS. They don't want to join the Association of Realtors. But if they get a, a referral, somebody in their family or whoever, they, they want to get paid. And rightfully so, they deserve to be involved in the process. And so the referral only is a great. So if you're an agent considering that, maybe you're not making it and rather get out of the business, at least keep your license active and talk to Tony about the referral only program. So yeah, and I put in the in the chat box, then chat the, our website. We're called a client to agent matches.com because we're pretty much saying we're matching a client to an agent that will provide them the great service. And it's nice. just, and it's, it's really special for those who just okay, you know, I need to I need to take a step back and you know not pay all these dues MLS and all that stuff and go to a back to a, another job or what have you this is a good side gig to have you know yeah, yeah. And stuff, especially you know i tell people especially if they're barbers or nurses and all that stuff hey get your real estate license become a referral and agent you know because you're always talking to people and now mm -hmm. you can make money referring out right. to other people good point tani you are a never-ending fountain of opportunity and education. Thank you for your service to our community, to our to the realtor community, to the, the we even talk about our plans as far as uh, promoting living trusts in our greater community and trying to help people keep wealth within their family. That's a whole nother yes. program we'll talk about maybe some other time. Yep. Uh, you, you got so much going on. I don't know, my head's spinning from all the stuff that you got going on. I'm exhausted when I call you. I just follow you in social media. I can't even keep up with all that. Thank you so much for joining us today. Again, if you want to get in touch with Tani, LinkedIn, ask Tani, or is there a good email address or phone number? How should people reach you? Or website? I, I put, I'm going to put in the chat right now my info. So let me okay. do that. Oh, there you go. Client2agentmatches.com is the referral that's the, only program. That's the referral only website, right? Got it. But then I just put my info. Oh, sorry. I put Women's Council because I was just on a Women's Council event call. <laughs> She's, she's, she has to go on nonstop, you know, it's just, just really amazing. The other thing is, I if I was 
starting out in life in my business, particularly as a woman, I call Tiny and beg her to go out to coffee or lunch just to watch her. And she'll say, no, I'm too busy. Come by my office. But just to watch her work. She is just like a whirlwind. She has so much going. So Tiny, thanks for your time today. I really appreciate it. Always great chatting with you. And thank you again for all your service. It was. I love this is fun. Thank you, Bill, for having me because I enjoy this. This is what I do for work. This is my job. Well, it's thank amazing. You very much. Thanks. I appreciate you. And Thanks. I'm one good thing about Bill. He always sends me, uh, it's like weird. I'm going through something in my life. I always get these cool cars from him. I'm like, mm. how does he know that's exactly what I need to hear? So, mm. Bill, I appreciate you. Oh, and by the way, guys, because of Bill, I want to offer a promo code to our Unleash Masters series. Oh, yeah. We're actually going to put it under, we're going to call it Bill Gross 2023. This is the promo code. You would get a discount if you use this code. And it's because of Bill that you guys will get this discount. So wow. I'm gonna put that in the in the chat. So you use that code Bill Gross. Oh, sorry, my apologies. I put too many. It's 2023. I put too many zeros there. It's Bill Gross 2023. That's a promo. Wow. If you go to the Eventbrite, and you will get a discount off the ticket price. Yeah, I'm not making money on this deal. I paid the full price. I didn't even know this was available. You guys, I signed up and paid the full price. So uh, I appreciate you for that. <laughs> same promo code as your OnlyFans page. Jack, I don't have an OnlyFans page, but if you want to share yours, go right ahead. Or if you have a list of favorites on OnlyFans, Jack Lapidus. Thanks. Okay, Tony, thank you so much. Really appreciate having you. It was great. And uh, I got to let you go because I told you no longer than now. I know you're busy. Thanks so much, Tony. It was fantastic. Thank you, guys. This was and, fun. And for the rest of you, thank you for joining Probit Weekly. We do it every Thursday, 4 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. I'm sorry, 7 p.m. Eastern time. We, we live stream on YouTube, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Feel free if you're there, put questions in the chat box. I'll get back to them. Um, if you want to join live, register at probateweekly.com. If you want to see the past episodes, go to episodes probateweekly.com and we'll catch up with you there. I'm Bill Gross, I'm a real estate broker in LA. I service all of California with probate real estate services. If I can help in any way, please reach out. Thank you so much and make a great make today your best day ever. Thanks so much everybody. Bye bye.